Welcome to Gu Dao Jingxiang, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into the ancient texts of Tao Te Ching to uncover its timeless wisdom and discuss how to apply it to today's chaotic world. I'm Ian Felton, a practicing psychotherapist and coder. I'm joined by my co-host, executive coach and consultant, David Wong. Hey, David. Hey, Ian. 你好。你好,怎么样? How are you today? Uh, um, I'm doing pretty pretty well. It's a, it's a cloudy, cool spring day here in Minneapolis. And um, how, how's the weather where, where you are in Orlando? Uh, it's also a cloudy day. And uh, actually, when I look outside my window, it's, it looks like a, there's a, like a passing storm. Mm. Well, those those rainy days can be nice days for for reflection. Uh, exactly. That's what we are doing here. Exactly. That's we're we're on the the same page. And so, um, I know last time we were talking about chapter sixty seven, which is this really anchoring chapter. We were talking about the the three treasures, and and in some ways. I kind of wish this chapter was earlier in, in the text. It's not. It's closer to the end. Mm-hmm. But this chapter so much just for me uh, foundationally kind of does anchor Taoism and these r- real key values, which is why I think it, it, it would be great to have it earlier in in the book because it really, for, for me, expresses how Lao Tzu sees um what characteristics he finds valuable and 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 people right you're exactly right uh i imagine when laozi was writing uh this he probably uh suddenly realized that tao is for a lot of the people is so nebulous so that's why in this chapter he said oh if you think that tao is so uh kind of a doesn't seem to have a shape. Let me, uh, you know, kind of uh, nail it down for you, right? Mm. Let me just concretize that for you, uh, which leads to the three treasures. So. And thank goodness he, he did, just because I was actually talking with a, a friend of mine yesterday, and we were kind of discussing Mm-hmm. Um, just how confusing life can be and how difficult it can be to try to navigate. And he asked me, he's just like, well, how do you, how do you handle it? How do you get through it? And and I said, mm-hmm. well, you have to look at, at, at what I do. And so I talked about doing Tai Chi and, mm-hmm. um, and our podcast and studying Taoism mm-hmm. And and trying to align myself w- with it, and and it was the three treasures that that really came to mind to me. It's just like I I want to try to be a humble person, kind of mm. not putting putting myself first. I kind of want to have moderation with things. I I, I don't want to go too far with to extremes in anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I want to try to be kind and compassionate to people and i i felt really good in that moment kind of getting that test and like 
that's immediately what came to mind. Like I didn't even think twice about it. And so just really appreciate how much um, our, our study and, and how much our weekly meetings have contributed to my own life. I see. I see. I, I'm curious about uh, how, you know, which one of the treasures among the three your friend resonated he, I think he said humility. Humility was the one that he really, he was just like, yeah, I really see the value in, in humility. That really popped mm. out for him. That's very interesting. That reminded me, that reminds me of, uh, you know, uh, one of the founding fathers, like uh, Benjamin Franklin. He came up with 12 virtues that he wanted to focus on from week to week. And suddenly one day a friend of his recommended the last virtue, which added up to 13. The last one is humility. Mm. Well, better, better late than never. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about uh, some of these, uh, you know, some of the, uh, the ideas in this chapter. Yeah. And, and so uh, other than, than just really focusing on the three treasures, Lao does have this way of kind of setting something up early in the chapter and then pivoting in a, mm -hmm. in an unexpected way, like in an, it, it's related, but it, it kind of like doesn't follow necessarily linearly. It's like he, it's like he went and took a long walk or something and, and <laughs> right, right, came, right. came back and like wrote down some new idea. Oh, that he, that he, he certainly doesn't, um, how would you say, his style is not like uh, Aristotle. You know, recently I read, uh, reread uh, some of the re uh, Aristotle's writings, like ethics, right? He really, you know, started a statement and tried to drill down and uh, linearly try to push his arguments. Uh, that's mm. not Lao Tzu. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so this last line... Mm -hmm. Heaven arms with love those that it would not see destroyed. Mm. And, and it, 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 it's a beautiful line and it's very hopeful and optimistic and it can kind of fill us up with mm -hmm. this sense of, of safety, which can be very soothing. Mm -hmm. But if we put on the mind of, of Aristotle Mm -hmm. And and really try to drill down into what Lao Tzu's saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we t take that sort of approach, you know, if you pretend that you're Aristotle and want to really drill down into what Lao Tzu's saying here, mm -hmm. how can you explore that line? Heaven arms with love those that it would not see destroyed. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, the sometimes I think with the uh, Chinese ancient texts, you know, because the words are so uh, used so, so economically, right? So it's a lot of times it's really open for open for interpretation. Mm -hmm. uh, if I have to take into account, uh, you know, this chapter and also other chapters for in Dao De Jing. Uh, I would say, uh, first of all, uh, you know, we know the heaven here. Uh, you know, sometimes 
it feels like it's a, a kind of a impersonal God. Sometimes the way it's written is like it's very personalized God, right? Like in this one is mm-hmm. like uh, there's heaven is trying to protect certain people, mm-hmm. right? So that's the number one I would say, like say, okay, so how does heaven do that? So uh, from this text, it says uh, armed with love. So is that heaven's love or is that the love manifested uh, in that person? And mm. through the love of that person, uh, you know, somehow he's protected from all the dangers and threats and risks. Well, I already see this approach that you're taking to drilling down into it by first positing, well, what kind of love? Because we know that the Greeks defined many forms of love. And so the first thing that we're, we're kind of talking about is what kind of love. And I, and I know we had talked about Tao Te Ching, that sometimes there's a different word that's used. Yes. Um, but maybe by spelling out those differences in the Chinese, maybe we can understand what type of love this is a little bit more. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, uh, just you're right. I think, uh, you know, in the Greek uh, cultural context, there are like erotic love, they're uh, mm-hmm. like a friendly love, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in here, it seems that this love is more general than mm-hmm. those loves. Uh, it's more of mm-hmm. a universal uh, love or kindness, your, your kindness to, toward uh, almost everyone. So would this be more like a, a filial love or more of that highest, um, I think they call it agape or agape? Uh, yes. Uh, I think it sounds to me like a, a, a higher level of love. Okay. So, so, so like say, uh, it's, it's more of a goodwill or some kind of empathy and compassion mm. of the, your, 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 of your kind. Mm-hmm. So we are, let's say humankind, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the general love, uh, that attitude, that kind of a mindset toward, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, I remember uh, President Lincoln is uh, like a charity for all, right? In the Lincoln Memorial, there's the uh, malice to none Mm. and and charity to all. I think it's that kind of thing that Lao Tzu is describing here. Mm. And so we're first kind of settling on a a definition of love that Mm -hmm. it's this broad humankind, love of humankind, kindness to all, charitable Mm -hmm. to all, that type of love. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, the basic line is you are not trying to harm the other person. That's how you are protected. Let's say uh, usually uh, in nature, if you have a posture to attack, to harm, or take advantage of people, you provoke Mm. Right, the retaliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you have yield feeling toward other people, mm. I've seen that a lot uh, in my leadership coaching in the corporate world. Uh, because you see some leaders, uh, you know, in a lot of the communications, uh, if you assume that somebody is very political, you know, has an agenda, has a, a you know, an axe to grind, then that tends to cause 
you know, uh, reaction from the other party. Mm. I really love how, what you're you're saying there, because we can even just look look at it psychologically mm-hmm. that if we're manipulative, if we're coercive, mm-hmm. if we're attacking people, if we're provoking them, then we're we're going to bring out negative reactions in in other people because people are are re- relational. We're hardwired to in, intuitively pick up on yeah. where other people are coming from. Yeah, and and so even if it's not conscious in other people, they're going to kind of get a sense what kind of person we are and how we're in, engaging with them. For the most part, I mean, there are some really um, people that just you know, for whatever reason, their brain isn't wired to pick up on that sort of thing. But in general, that is the case. And so it makes perfect sense what you're saying that our, our intentions are going to provoke a response in other people. And so if, if we're loving toward other people, that's why we're protected. Yeah. Yeah. Because isn't that how uh, our mind works? You know, before anything else, we are trying to assess whether the other party is a friend or a foe, you know, as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And based on that kind of a sense, then we determine how are we going to engage in each other. Sometimes we might be wrong, uh, right, because within that short time, but that's our natural tendency. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so if you want to engage the other person in a positive way, uh, I think sometimes it just makes more sense to assume a good intention and start from there, right? Mm. And but uh, but just I think assuming that because then that will uh, uh, invite a similar reaction. But you can always uh, readjust. Let's say if you start to find an ill will, and then you need to find a way to adjust it. Uh, you know, instead of overreacting it. But the first starting point, it's very important. Mm. And and what comes up for me is then sort of the tragedy mm-hmm. of, of children who grow up in trauma because they actually then have this kind of deficit in, in, a, in being even able to trust people or start from that place that's of, a great of trust yes 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 uh what if the parents were more self-aware of this kind of a dynamics mm-hmm. would that they do differently but as you said that's the beginning that that trauma is that the beginning the mm-hmm. the, the root of all things mm-hmm. and and so it it's it's again why this wisdom is so important that saying, you know, when, when parents aren't, don't show this love toward their, their children now, now they're passing it on. And now there's this other generation that yeah. it's going to be very difficult to follow Lao Tzu's admonition to, you know, be, be trusting and loving toward each other. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back to this sentence, I almost feel like sometimes uh, maybe you know there's like a heaven there, like acting in a personal way. 
but maybe simply it's just the uh, heaven sets up a like a, a natural law, like what as we are discussing. So if that that law is the one, is the uh, uh, is the protection gear for that person. Mm. And so in in this way, you're 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 feeling like. Um, tell me more about this law. This like where the law of yeah. a positive intention, the mm. law of uh, being uh, uh, sincere, uh, uh, not uh, acting in a non harmful uh, way. Mm. That is the ultimate. Uh, your ultimate, uh, you know, using a metaphor like in the, like in the war. What what do you call it? That protection. What, what do you 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 arm yourself with mm. that protection? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that's your uh, guardian angel in some way, right? Mm. So that 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 mindset, that positive intent, that uh, don't do harm, don't do evil. Mm-hmm. Which can be summarized as a uh, one word, zi. Mm. That zi is something that can protect us in a lot of situations. Some of the situation, you know, we are not conscious conscious about the danger ourselves, but mm-hmm. it just protects us. Yeah, and and regardless, this is what I love about Taoism because it it keeps the space for the mystery of existence, which Lao Tzu doesn't try to mm-hmm. say definitively what that is, but he does use the word heaven a lot, which is a, for, for Chinese culture in that time, that's mm-hmm. a very common concept, heaven, man, earth. Yes. Yes. Tian ren, and is it di? Di. What's di. Tian di ren. It's called a san, san cai, san, like a three, mm, right? Yeah. San cai. Uh, the almost like a throw. It, it, it's it's a kind of a trinity, yeah. Cos- cosmologically, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of putting it in the context of of Lao Tzu's time, the concept of of heaven would would have been very central to Chinese civilization, um, but not in a not in the same way as as Christianity. Like they're they're it, like, can you tell me that how you see the differences between a Christian conception of heaven and that Chinese um, conceptualization of heaven as it was written during Lao Tzu's time before okay. Je- before Jesus, right? Right, right. I, I think prior to Lao Tzu's time, there was a dynasty in the Chinese history called uh, Shang, S H A N G Shang, mm. and after Shang, there's a long dynasty Zhou, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was the, during the Zhou time. Then that system uh, started to collapse. That mm-hmm. was uh, Lao Tzu's time. So Shang historically uh, was the one that really worshipped God, uh, like in a personal way. That mm. that God has the that kind of a carrot and stick uh, mm. kind of thing, uh, which looks like the uh, Old Testament. Yeah. God, right. Mm-hmm. If you do something wrong, you will be punished. Mm. Uh, it seems like. Um, in Lao Tzu, uh, that heaven, I, I would say in general, it's very, uh, very. Uh, it's not. First of all, it's not. It, it's it's not partial. 
like you know mm-hmm. what you know like favors certain mm-hmm. people or certain mm-hmm. groups like the you know like favor the israelis right in the old right. yep. you're the mm-hmm. chosen group yep uh i think according to laozi it's not like oh we fer- favor the chinese or <laughs> versus the <laughs> other people right uh so that's a, a, a there's a difference so uh kind to to all mm. secondly i think it's not like over intervention like you see something oh that's something wrong you will get punished i think uh it seems like the chinese the loudest version of heaven is like let things run its own course figure mm. out themselves as opposed to kind of a a bad thing then boom then mm. a bad thing will ha- happen right mm-hmm. you get very punished you, you may end up like suffering from what something uh, what 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 you do but it's not like a very active hands on mm. god so the the uh, the heaven of lauts's time for example, w- wouldn't intervene in the Super Bowl to have, <laughs> have one team win that that um, felt was more deserving. Right. At, at least that wasn't uh, what was portrayed in uh, in Dao De Jing. Do, do, do you agree? Oh, for sure. That it's it's still more of this um, natural kind of container. It's more like this container that um, it exists, but it's not like there's someone up there in heaven watching kind of like, you like a big brother or something. Like yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes. And also I would also describe it's like a water. It's very nourishing. So in other words, uh, you know, that heaven provides is a very facilitating, is facilitating uh, the, uh, the life force, right? Uh, you know, for everything, one Wu under heaven, to run its or to come to its own uh, fruition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That is very similar, actually, to uh, like to many of the Aristotle's ideas that things have their t- talios, like their end, mm-hmm. right? So it seems like a, a you know through uh, a kind of a wu wei uh, that that kind of a natural state, everything is like uh, living out their own potential. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so so that's kind of my understanding of uh, Lao's version of heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for for that because that's another one of those words that you know it, it it can be really overloaded with with meanings, and so trying to separate it out a little bit can yes, help, yes. help our our listeners. And so now there's this other real key part of it that we haven't completely fleshed out yet, which is um heaven arms with lo- with love, those that it would not see destroyed. And so we talked a little bit about not being destroyed when you're armed with, with love, but can you dig into that, that more, maybe even, and we're going to get into this more, but kind of like practically speaking, you know, could you give a couple examples where if you're arming yourself with love that you're, you're going to suffer less harm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, first of all, uh, maybe one caveat is it's not like you are not using your uh, your judgments. So in other words, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be discerning in different situations. You just uh, start to engage 
uh, other engage others uh, with uh, you know with goodwill with with, with love, mm. right? Uh, so in other words, uh, do you when you see injustice or unfair things, uh, how do you act? Is that the question here? Like, where do you draw the line? Well, I think that's certainly a, a component of it. It's mm. it's kind of the 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 difference between mm. do I mind my own business and take care of my my life, or do I actually like wake up in the morning and go out of my house and kind of wander the streets looking for mm. op- opportunities to be kind to people like you know oh wow mm. okay i see uh kind of a do it in a evangelical way or in a in, yeah, a, in or, a in a more active way you don't have to i mean mm-hmm. if you if you feel the calling i would say suddenly you do more right you do mm-hmm. more but i think it's it's the more of a, a 自然 so yeah, is natural. Right? Yeah, the natural. natural. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. 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 And, and so because Lao Tzu also talks about not being contrived. Right. And, and not kind of, um, well, kind of like the same sort of things that were talked about by, by Jesus of, of kind of like trying to show people like virtue. And in modern times, we would call it virtue signaling, like. Mm-hmm. trying to show everyone how virtuous we are and and so it's it's not that kind of way of being it's a it's this natural way of being where you live your life humbly yeah but yeah. every opportunity that you have to show kindness towards someone or something that's yeah. kind of your, your default starting point yeah because virtue uh, signaling signaling uh sometimes uh, can be very counterproductive other people, let's say, who are on the receiving end mm. might get very suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. what kind of agenda does this person have? Uh, you know, is this person is trying to manipulate people into doing something? Right. And and for very selfish reasons. I mean, we, we even see in the noblest causes, which I, I agree completely with, pr- protecting the environment, Right. Try, trying to eliminate racism and discrimination, right. try, trying to create gender equality. And I mean, all this is, you know, wanting to treat yes, the, yes. The, the earth and others with kindness. But there's these grifters there who are always looking for an opportunity mm-hmm. using virtual virtue signaling or, or other mm-hmm. means of of really just separating people from their money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so um, that can be one one example of how virtue signaling might be counterproductive. If, if you've been burnt by that and like, oh, yeah, I gave $100 to this organization and then I found out the, the founders are buying million-dollar homes in Malibu or, or whatever. Yes. The next time someone comes and says, hey, you know, here's this cause and gets you very impassioned and, and upset and then asks for money, you, you, you might be suspicious if someone is in a contrived way, like the way that Lao Tzu says, like, 
oh, this person's being very un- unnatural, like not Zuran at all. Like Right, they, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell me, you know, uh, you want to raise money to build a wall, then you end up using that, uh, you know, uh, part of your personal expenses to enjoy, uh, you know, uh, on the yacht uh, uh, in the New York Harbor or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens across the political spectrum that, that people are, um, you know, really exploiting people's good-natured tendencies. They're exploiting their tzu, so that they can get rich somehow, and that that happens with in in basically all types of causes, whether it's causes around immigration or or climate change or you know the list can go on and on. Exactly, exactly. And and so, how do we kind of negotiate? Like you were saying, we shouldn't give up our discernment, but how do we negotiate? being kind and loving in a natural way, but also not getting taken advantage of by all of the grifters that are out there making billions of dollars off of kind-hearted people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of times just to be quiet, uh, not to be carried away, uh, and ask more questions. Uh, both ask, ask about uh, other people who approach you or ask about yourself. You know, if you feel sometimes you are very um, uh, uh, pa- overly passionate about it, ask yourself that if you have some other, uh, you know, self-driven agenda yourself, right? So mm. that's more of a self-reflection. Mm. And you do the similar thing uh, with other people and uh, try to ask more questions what they are trying to do. I guess hmm. that's the way, I, that, that, that's what I mean by uh, discerning. Mm-hmm. And, and so we could certainly look at um, annual reports if it's from an organization and really find out like, their, their effectiveness. And so this to me feels like an opportunity to practice if we're going to walk the timeless way with this, with mm-hmm. this stuff that e- even with love, there's this moderate moderation comes in where yes. we, sh- we shouldn't be overly Im- impassioned and just kind of like our hearts bleeding out on the floor all the right. time. Right, And try to change the world, you know? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Try to, try to, uh, uh, um, I think naturally and gradually, it's probably the approach, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to do that too quickly, uh, something will backfire. Mm. So again, you 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 can't force things. You you can't um, going back to a, a lot of what we've read earlier in in the book that water flows naturally. You you can't force water. If you force water, it just separates around whatever that forces and still takes its own course. Right, right, right. Sometimes it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's better off to, to be more gradual. Like mm-hmm. compare like two approaches. One is like you're trying to, uh, uh, you know, really trying to achieve results very quickly versus, you know, doing it in a gradual way and feeling out, uh, you know, feeling out your way. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and pick up lessons, learnings along the way. 
uh, I think the the modern tendency is and is trying to achieve very quick results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's that's the society that we've created where we are wired know, to, you know, yep. show us, gratification, show, show our ourselves and show others that we have this ability to, you know, to produce some kind of uh, magic or or miracle. Yeah. Yeah. And and so we can see then how these treasures of Lao Tzu, they don't function independently mm-hmm. of each other, that we actually have to use them in relationship to each other, that with with love and kindness, there's still this moderation. I mean, we still have to be thoughtful and think about um, what is the appropriate way to help? Um, what is the appropriate way to show my, my love? I don't have to go to some extreme yes. demonstration uh, of that, that um, and, and humility too, right? Like right. I'm one person, there's between seven and 8 billion people on the planet. It's not all my responsibility. I can do what I can do, but I also have, um, you know, I'm, I'm limited. I'm a tiny little creature right right on the on this planet i'm i'm this tiny don't little pretend that you are god you're a savior right don't yeah don't, don't yes do yourself like believing you know i am the one that will can uh, marshal everything you know to accomplish <laughs> right yeah yeah exactly so uh, there's a unity among mm. these three treasures i would say you know one needs the other to perform to its uh perfection Wow. And, and, and this is really great. Just thinking about it this way as, as them as a unity, not separate things. Yeah. 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 They're kind of distinct, but they are really working together as you mm-hmm. said, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. if the law or, or compassion doesn't have that kind of a moderation or temperance, uh, then it's not the, 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 the highest level of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we 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 keep talking about more and more wanting to walk the timeless way with with these, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're focusing on today. What would be um, an example? Because I know this is y- your domain in the workplace. How can we walk the timeless way using these three treasures a, as a unity? What would be some common ways at, at work where um, we can express them as a, as a unity or use them as a unity. Right. Um, among the three, maybe uh, let me first pick up one, uh, the middle one, uh, the jian, you know, jian, which is mm. like a moderation or temperance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I find a lot of times that... Uh, you know, people in the workplace, uh, you know, really very high achieving, very ambitious uh, from the top, uh, especially the leaders. They want to be successful in their chosen marketplace. Uh, but a lot of times, I think one thing that uh, starts to uh, dynamics that starts to kick in is uh, their resource constraints and also, um, you know, the. I would say the, the the market really requires them to 
to have the wisdom to do, to choose to do, to, to not to do, to, to, to do things. So in other words, like saying no is as important to saying yes. Mm. I think that's the kind of the very practical application of uh, uh, Jian, because recognizing the boundaries, the limits, and then within that boundaries and constraints, uh, we are trying to innovate and compete. I find a lot of times uh, time and efforts are wasted because there's like a more scattered efforts on so many fronts. Mm. And so moderation, to you, it feels like really moderation is one of these, uh, of the three treasures at, at work. That's the one that maybe we should um, really try to be conscious of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's hard in the sense that, uh, you know, there's this uh, desire for uh, for more and bigger and better and faster, uh, which in itself I think is a uh, it's good motivation, very positive thing. But again, that can be excessive too. Mm-hmm. If we go too far without some kind of uh, 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 you know temperance, uh, that can produce the unintended consequences, which can be burned out, you know, burnt out of the executives themselves, uh, which affect their personal lives. Uh, career-wise, they are very, you know, uh, very uh, high achieving and uh, ambitious. Uh, but if they neglect other parts of their life and, uh, and start to have unhealthy attitudes, then that affects their overall relationships. Yeah, which then kind of leads then back into kindness and, and compassion that um, if, if you're, that's the relational piece. Of yes. It, where if, if, if it, we're not talking about love at work where like we're going up and hugging everyone right. when, we, when we see them, but this idea of really recognizing the situation that we're all in maybe you know maybe like our jobs or, or not like our jobs but that we're all kind of in this situation together and trying to help each other to get through it as as best we can which also leads into the humility too so not kind of putting ourselves first all the time either yeah it's it's hard to do uh if if uh, the leader is not moderate so if the leader is not moderate uh, he ends up pursuing too many things. So that uh, easily can deplete his uh, energy level. Mm-hmm. So with that low energy level, it's really hard to be uh, compassionate and really mm-hmm. be present at meetings and listen to other people or even care about uh, mm-hmm. other people that deeply because you are depleted already mm-hmm. because of lack of moderation. So that's why mm. these things kind of work together, right? So uh, in, in moderate efforts can lead to lack of presence, empathy, and compassion with other people. Mm. And, and of course, Lao Tzu writes o- over and over again in Tao Te Ching about 
how to run a, a government or, or be a leader. And, and so there's plenty of um, time devoted in the book to, to helping leaders be less oppressive and, and give their people the space to really embody these three jewels, these three treasures. Exactly, exactly. I think some of the leaders uh, uh, come to realize the, how important it is uh, I can give you an example, like the uh, the uh, the former CEO of Amazon. Now he's uh, he has retired, but when he was a CEO, Jeff Bezos, he uh, made a rule for himself that he at least has to get at least uh, at least eight hours of sleep every day, so his mind can be clear. And then his job as a CEO needs to focus on a couple of real, real big decisions. Because if you get these big decisions wrong, everything else will, you know, will be screwed up. So mm -hmm. that quality of decision comes from, uh, first of all, recognizing his uh, physical, psychological, mental uh, limit, right? Uh, get enough of sleep and not to kind of to get bogged down by so many things. Mm. Just focusing on a small number of uh, really, really important decisions and mm. make them right. So that seems to be an example of, you know, that kind of a moderation mm -hmm. or humility, right? So mm -hmm. everybody thinks, oh, you know, he's already very smart and making, uh, uh, you know, Amazon uh, very successful, but he seems to have that humility to recognize that he's not a god. You know, mm -hmm. when it comes down to uh, making these decisions. Yeah, that e even if you have a, a trillion dollars, that if, if you don't get a good night's rest, you're going to be kind of useless. Just exactly as useless as, you know, the, any ordinary people. So that's, that's really the fundamental. I think a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, people tend to miss, you know, the, you know, when it comes down to these basics, we are all equal. And, and so is there, um, just kind of in the last few minutes before we, we conclude, are there any kind of personal practices or, or anything that you would suggest that are kind of like daily ways of um, being in touch with these three treasures or, or trying to keep them conscious? Mm. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, I think when it comes to Ci, uh, I think the best way uh, for myself uh, is to get to know, uh, I know I ha tend to have more Ci or compassion or empathy when I really know somebody as a person. So if in my mind, this person is just has a label, maybe, uh, you know, a, a colleague or, or a client, but without have the, that colorful, rich, vivid details, I will have a hard time. You know, I, I'd love to have, uh, co you know, conversations, trade stories. So then that will emerge uh, uh, from my heart. Or in Wow. My <laughs> I just, I, I love that so much. It's so just spot on that really this key thing and, and, and it speaks to not being prejudiced, not being, you know, discriminating, but 
listening to people, deeply listening to people and hearing what they have to say. Yeah. That when yeah. we humanize other people, then that uh, arises naturally because we're, yeah. we're wired that yeah. way. Yeah. You don't have to say, oh, I have to be zi. You know, it's my uh, noble bu- duty. No, it, it, it just like, <laughs> it just emerges, you know, just like the fragrance of a flower. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that is really, really beautiful. And so it sounds like just this basic thing that we can do to, to practice these is, hey, let's, let's stop and try to listen yeah. more deeply to what other people have to say. Yeah. So the second one about uh, moderation and uh, uh, temperance, I'm still working on it because I have a natural curiosity that I want to uh, uh, do many things, learn a lot. Uh, I think uh, as I, I'm becoming older and older, I feel like my energy level, my bandwidth, uh, I need to, before I jump into things, I need to ask my question, uh, uh, you know, more frequently, you know, what do I want to get out of it? Uh, what is, how do I make the time worth spending? So that's mm. the second way, uh, second uh, treasure. The third treasure about humility which is kind of connected to the second one is uh, keep on learning. Uh, so, so, but that learning uh, continuously. So I don't need to, I need to be moderate on a daily basis to limit uh, my coverage, but over a period of time, never stop learning because through learning, I recognize there's so much that I don't know. So mm-hmm. that in, in itself will causes, will, will cause humility to emerge. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of keep, keep recognizing that no matter how much we learn, it's, it's a drop in, in the, the bucket and yes. um, really admitting that, you know, we'll spend our lives and, and not really have all the answers or, um, you know, everything figured out. Yeah. That comes from, uh, you know, constant learning and, 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 and growing. Yes. And live and living, so that gives us humility because this universe universe is so large and full of mystery. Well, I really appreciate all of your your thoughts on this and and everything that you shared. It was just a, a really um, pleasure hearing hearing everything that you had to say about Lao Tzu's three three treasures, a very important chapter in Tao Te Ching. And um, I was glad to experience it with you as usual. It's great fun uh, talking about these topics and uh, really look forward to our, uh, you know, our next chapter. And thank you to the listeners for joining us and exploring the Tao Te Ching while we're all trying to understand how to walk the timeless way.